Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, Walt Disney World implements changes after a two-year-old boy is killed by an alligator. One Orlando receives $1 million donation from the Walt Disney Company, and they're taking away our desserts in 2017. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 894, for the week of June 21st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Like the, Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect Disney, Universal, Cruise, or Adventures by Disney vacation. That's dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley uh, studio in beautiful Orlando, Florida. I'm John Magi, and I will be your host this week. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm joined at the table by, I was going to say my good friends, but not all of you are my good friends, so I'm just going to start <laughs> Oh, we with, know who that's going. Yeah, really. Uh, Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. You're welcome. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Teresa Eccles. Hey. Julie it Martin. Was almost me. Hi. <laughs> well, I was Bye, going Martin. around the table. Back in the production facility, we have associate producer facility? Oliver Green. Hello. And producer Craig Williams. Hello. Eating an egg salad sandwich. I finished my egg salad sandwich. Ooh. Thank you very much. I'm glad well, I'm, we're not fascinating. I'm so glad that yeah, that's how we started off the show with egg salad sandwiches. Um, hi, everybody, and welcome. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening and watching at home. Uh, just want to let you know that Pete Werner is not here today because he's taking a much-deserved uh, time off. He's visiting his family in New Jersey. So in case you're wondering, Pete will definitely be back next week. Um, so i got a bunch of stuff for you to do, to do for you today. We're going to start, as usual, with some housekeeping. Um, I want to start the housekeeping by thanking everybody who sent us emails and texts and tweets and Facebook posts uh, after our last show. Very gracious, allowing us to sort of uh, go off the rails a little bit and do something different. I also want to say that everybody here is fine, and we thank you very much for your good thoughts. Uh, really appreciated and made us all feel very, very nice here in Orlando. So thank you all very much for that. Um, next up in housekeeping, we're going to... Uh, talk a little bit about our upcoming podcasts or other podcasts that we've got going on. Um, the Dreams Unlimited podcast is every Monday. This past week, we did part three of a four-part series on uh, planning a Disneyland resort vacation. Deborah was on again, and she helped us walk through uh, what's in, uh, part of doing a Disneyland add-on, uh, the Southern California back, uh, the Southern California package add-on. So that was a really informative show. We had a lot of information on that. And then coming up next Monday is a question and answer show all about Disneyland. So we hope you join us for that. And I don't have any notes on any of the other shows, so I'm going to turn it over to Craig, who hopefully will give us information on yes, what the other shows are doing. I will. I have a lot of information. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's that egg salad sandwich coming back up, Julie. Uh, yeah, so on the Disneyland show this week, I believe they will have their normal news show as well as Tony Spatel will have a review of Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney. Uh, 
They think Rhino. Tortilla. Tor- tortilla. And oh. Rhino has an accompanying name, a, com- a blog that goes along with it. I don't <laughs> know the word. It's something like that. Uh, so, yeah, of course, the Disneyland show, you can uh, listen live to that Sunday nights at Mixler, uh, on Mixler at. Um, and then I forget what the name of that thing is, but then it'll be out on Monday. You can find that on Disney. I've been doing it for years. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, Rhino takes care of them now. They're they're off my plate. Um, and speaking of Disneyland, we have to sure just want to put it out that. there. Uh, one of the members of the Disneyland team, Michael, is going through uh, some some health stuff today. So everyone, please keep him in your thoughts. Mm. So I don't know if they want the details of what's happening. So I'll leave that out. But uh, you know. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers if you want to. Um, on uh, the Universal show this week, I'll talk about that. We are having our dining review of uh, Leak, not Leaky Cauldron, Three Broomsticks at uh, Islands of Adventure. So that'll be a good one. It's nice to have a British person to give their perspective on how Americans portray British food. Who's that? So. Who's your British person you're bringing in? <laughs> I, think, I think he's talking about you, Ringo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Right on the money there. Um, and then Dispop, who knows when there will be another Dispop show. It's, it's in the ether. You play that by the wind. So. On your Universal show, when are you guys going to talk about the new uh, hotel that's opening up? Uh, we are staying there whenever it opens up. It will open up on July 14th. So awesome. I believe we have two nights over there to kind of check it out, get a whole lay of the land. And then hopefully we'll be able to do it the very next Thursday after. I don't know what the date of that would be. Awesome. Excellent. Yes. Looking forward to that. Always great Always great when a new hotel opens. It is going to be fun. Anything else in housekeeping from you? Oh, we got a lot of housekeeping. Not from me personally, uh, from Pete. So he just wants to make sure that all of his normal housekeeping gets out there. So the first thing uh, we have to mention is uh, our Disneyland event is still happening. So uh, we are on week three. Yesterday we released uh, our views on all of the attractions so specifically the show that we put out there is uh our 10 favorite rides that you can find at disneyland that are not at walt disney world so that's a fun one and then there's on the dis unplugged youtube channel there are a lot of ride videos that went up that actually feature our team riding a lot of the attractions that we did out there and then over on the dis youtube channel there's if you don't want to see our faces in the ride throughs you can just watch the watch the rides out there and uh have fun with that but um as pete mentioned whenever they we started this whole event uh the the grand prize is two disneyland trips the five whatever the normal package is out there five days four nights something like that who knows uh though you can follow along with that social media contest on that hashtag send me to disneyland along with a picture uh one will be drawn from that as well as the trivia contest we're doing you can also uh Go to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland to get links uh, to how you can participate in the contest for that. But we're also giving away random prizes. And last week, he didn't want to give away any prizes based on uh, the tragic events that happened in Orlando. So this week, he wants to give away three prizes. So $100 Disney gift cards will be going out to three random names that were drawn earlier. And those people are... Drum roll. Thank you. Thank you. Joni Beckham. 
was going to save my applause for the end. Yeah. But okay, okay. Can, okay, sorry, sorry. We can do uh, Either Posh Spices kids. Either Alana Roberts or Elena Roberts. I'm not sure. Watch there be two people. It's A L A N A Roberts. Uh, you also won a gift card, and then Shannon Bailey. You also won a gift card. So I think we'll be reaching out to you. We have your email, awesome. so we'll be reaching out to you to how Excellent. to get you those gift cards. So, uh, yeah, make awesome. sure you sign up for that email for our Disneyland contest because that's how you're getting uh, chosen. Congratulations to our contest. three winners. That's pretty cool, Yay. right? Yay. Yay. Anything yeah. else, Craig? Um, that, I believe, is it for me, unless I'm forgetting something. All right. Anybody on the table have any housekeeping? I do. All right, Kathy, you're up. I just wanted, I bumped the threads on the Diz Unplugged board. Uh, we still need items for the silent auction, and I bumped the wish list. So if you're coming to the event, um, we have a wish list. Our Give Kids the World has a wish list of items that we can help them out with. So if you want to bring them with you to the auction and to the registration, we'll have a bin there. This is the Diz uh, 10th anniversary mega meet. Going a lot, going on uh, July twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. So um, check out those threads. We want to make sure that we raise as much money for Give Kids the World as possible. And I think, how are you guys doing with that? How much we're stuff doing, have you got? We're getting quite. Yeah. A, so people are mailing them out to the Welcome Center. Some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anything particular stand out? Um, somebody sent some beer and a poster, and uh, it's a you'll like. Is there a dog beer of some kind? I can't remember. A dog yes. beer. <laughs> Dogfish head, I'm sure. Okay. And the bottles are signed. Or sea dog. The dog I don't know. fish himself, I guess. <laughs> there's, like, there's like 100 beers that have dog in the name. I don't know. We've got a poster and a cup. And, and Kevin John's going to donate a couple of his prints. Very nice. Um, we have a lot of, you know, we're going to have things for all budgets. Yeah. Excellent. Bring your cash or your uh, checkbook. We're donating something from the Welcome Center. You want to talk to them about the poster? That we're going to be auctioning off. You tell me that people love it. Transformers. Oh, the transformer, the giant transformer. My buddy at the Welcome Center. He's <laughs> moving on. <laughs> His eyes light up. Well, they will when we put a new battery in. But <laughs> he's. I'm going to miss him. He stands by my desk all the time, watching your protector. Yeah. Cool. And just uh, along with that, I want to remind everybody that as of today, June 21st is the last day to actually book your resort stay. For the mega meet, so please get on that and do that right away. Once it's closed, it's closed. This is Disney's policy, not ours. There's nothing I can do about it. So make sure you get your resort stay booked. Anybody else? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. All right. I think we're to move on to the news, and I've asked Kathy to read the news for me because, uh, you know, I'm really you know carrying the heavy weight here today. I'm doing all <laughs> the heavy lifting, so Kathy's going to help me out and do the news. Okay. Walt Disney World implements changes after a two-year-old boy was killed by an alligator. Lane Graves of Elkhorn, Nebraska, was playing at the edge of the water on the beach at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa on the evening of June 14, 2016, when an alligator dragged him under the water. His father attempted to grab the boy from the gator's mouth, but was unsuccessful and was scratched on his hands. Search and rescue teams had been out in the water since the incident happened, and the boy's body was found at 1.45 p.m. on June 15th, about 10 to 15 yards from shore in six-foot deep water. The family was sitting near the water at the time of the attack, but officials say they were not swimming or wading in it. 
Disney had signs posted about not swimming in the lagoon, but there are no signs warning about alligators being in the water. On June 15th, in response to the incident, Walt Disney World closed all of their beaches and marinas on property until further notice. Ferry boats and watercraft, which were initially suspended, are once again running on Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon. Guests can rent pontoon boats and Boston whaler boats, but the sea racers are not available. Those guests with a fishing excursion before 9 a.m. on Seven Seas Lagoon or Bay Lake have been told they have been canceled. Guests are not allowed to fish using their own equipment on any resort waterway at this time. Movie Under the Stars at the resort will be shown indoors instead of outside. Walt Disney World will be adding signs to their resort beaches warning guests about alligators in the water. Jackie Waller, Disney spokesperson, said we are conducting a swift and thorough review of all of our processes and protocols. This includes the number, placement, and wording of our signage and warnings. Most recently, crews have been seen constructing a fence at the water's edge on the beach of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and they've since added one at the Polynesian. It is unclear if this will happen at all beach areas at Walt Disney World. The Graves family has returned home to Nebraska and has asked for privacy from the public. They have released a statement saying, words cannot describe the shock and grief our family is experiencing over the loss of our son. We are devastated and ask for privacy during this extremely difficult time. To all of the local authorities and staff who worked tirelessly these past 24 hours, we express our deepest gratitude. Certainly a sad story. Seemed like it was a really sad week last week for Disney News, huh? I'm glad to see Disney's doing some stuff to hopefully prevent this going forward. Some interesting questions, though. What happens at resorts like Wilderness Lodge, where they're building new rooms right against the water? Mm -hmm. I mean, are we going to have walls now? Are we going to have fences all the way around properties? Did did I read correctly? People are feeding the gators at the poly... Oh, there's people feeding yeah. gators everywhere. Fortunately, this is a common occurrence at Disney, that people feed the gators all the time, which they absolutely positively should not do. Yeah. I read an interesting article <clears throat> by a gentleman who takes who gives water boat, uh, airboat rides through the swamps of Florida. And he's been doing this for 30 years. And he said the very worst thing any human can do is feed an alligator. They have a brain about the size of a marble. And once they imprint, he said... That could go on for 30, 40, 50 years. That it's that once they realize that you're not to be, af- they're not to be afraid of you. He said, You've changed their lives and the lives of the people around them forever. So I've read a lot of things where it's Disney's fault and where it's the parents' fault, and I can't believe anybody can be heartless enough to think that it's the parents' fault or even Disney's fault. This was nature, in my opinion. This was was a horrible, horrible, horrible accident. This is a horrible, horrible thing to happen. And I think the only thing I wish is that I could help them get over this. Right. I I would not get over it. They never will. I wish I could help them. I wish I could lessen their burden. And I can't do that either. You actually showed me a very scary YouTube video of an alligator climbing a fence. Up the side and over the other side. And I think... You know, fences are great. That's what they're building now. Is that the answer? I think answer? it's more about keeping the people away. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. But you I mean, know what? Slow them down. Maybe. Can't, yeah. you, can't you picture little kids hanging off those ropes oh, yeah. on the new ones? And, and when I read, I mean, I, I feel so bad about this, but I also know what Disney goes through trying to keep everybody safe. And it just seems to me that pretty soon there's going to be warnings on everything. And 
you know, like the warnings you get on a ladder that there's, you know, everybody laughs at them. How many people pay attention to those? I can see having one up for alligators, but don't people, and I'm not talking about this family, but when you go anywhere on vacation, isn't it up to you to, to learn some, like if there's trouble or there's something you should be aware Cautious. of? I don't, know that, I don't know that this family from Nebraska who, you know, who knows what their research was before they came here would ever think of an alligator in a, in a pond. Especially in Disney World. And I mean, like they said, they were not swimming. The child was not waiting. He was playing shoreside. I don't believe that this family, I can't imagine it would pay, it would go through anybody's mind who wouldn't. I think we're so used here. to it. Right. We're so used I to mean, it. I mean, we have a, a pond behind our house. So and we. when we see an alligator, if someone in the neighborhood sees an alligator, it goes up and down the street. Watch your dogs. Be careful yep. of your dogs. Yeah. But we live where there are alligators. Yeah. I just think if you're in a Disney's bubble, you don't think anything that's going to happen. But the comments that I saw, like on the Diz and on Facebook, were you know that Disney needs to go beyond what they're doing, and I get that. I I have no problems with them doing any of this stuff. But like if I was to go back to Africa, it's not up to Africa to have a a thing at the airport telling me that you know I can be robbed or you know, taken by gunpoint. That's up to me to know wherever I go on my vacation. But Disney's different. Disney has signs on every roller coaster. If you have a heart condition, if you have back problems, warning you, do not do this if you can't handle it, if your body right. is not equipped. So in my opinion, the signs really should have already been there warning about the gators and snakes for people that come from areas where they don't worry about those kinds of things because it's just such a shame that it took... This little boy losing his life in order for them to warn people about that when they knew they were there. I think the problem is that, as Kathy said about the ladder, I bought a new bucket. And on the side of the bucket, there was a picture that you're not supposed to do a headstand in the bucket while it's filled with water. And you, you immediately think, is that really for my safety or is that to prevent a lawsuit in case you stood Someone on your head that. in a bucket of water? Um, I, I feel the same way about those signs. Those signs aren't as you get on the ride. I mean, those are off to the side. They're not, you know, overhead in neon letters. It, I sometimes think that's more about preventing litigation. I, I think this was a horrible, horrible, horrible accident. And I think we're going to see things change because of this. But that's usually how change happens because something else happens to cause mm-hmm. it. So my heart goes out to these people. My heart just goes out to them. I, I hope someday they can move ahead. I wish I could help them. There's follow-up stories where there's talk of lawsuits and things like that. So I'm sure this is going to be in the news for quite a while. All right. Let's move on to our next news story. One Orlando fund receives $1 million donation from the Walt Disney Company. The Walt Disney Company is donating $1 million to the One Orlando Fund, which was set up by Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer for people affected by the deadly attack at Pulse Nightclub on Sunday. The company is also matching all donations made by the employees with the Disney Employee Matching Gifts, a program of the Walt Disney Company Foundation. Bob Chappick, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, said, We are heartbroken by this tragedy and hope our commitment will help those in the community affected by this senseless act. With 74,000 cast members who call Orlando home, we mourn the loss of the victims and offer our condolences to their families, 
friends, and loved ones. Walt Disney World is working with other agencies to provide support as well, including One Blood, who is setting up five cast member blood drives across the resort. The resort is also working with the City of Orlando and the Central Florida Hotel and Lodging Association to provide complimentary accommodations for victims, friends, and families. Just to take this a step further, I understand Uber was offering complimentary rides. I also understand that JetBlue offered to fly people attending uh, to their loved ones. They could fly for free. I also read that Mark Cuban the guy that's on Shark Tank donated a million dollars to the Dallas police force specifically earmarked to protect the LGBT community. People have stepped forward. Everybody but our senators. Say what you will about the things we complain about with Disney. You know, we have a lot of criticism of Disney. I don't think, you know, we can we can say anything bad about what they do for the community and in philanthropic efforts. I mean, they're always always donating money. The cast members are great about coming up with uh, things to help local communities. So kudos to Disney for that. Just want to point out, yeah, Universal also did. Yeah. Same amount. Don't think they wanted to one-up Disney at this time. Not $1 million and $1. Yeah. Just $1 million. (laughs) Good for all of them. They should all be, you know, doing whatever they can. I don't know what they can afford. You know, I'm sure a million dollars to Disney might not be, you know, big, big bucks. But whatever you can do, you should do. Excellent. Kathy? Okay. New experiences debut at Walt Disney World. As of June 17th, three new experiences are now open at Walt Disney World. The new Soarin' film, Soarin' Around the World, debuted at Epcot and features scenes from across the globe, including Fiji, the Egyptian Pyramids, Monument Valley, and the Eiffel Tower, among others. The new digital film is much crisper than the old one, and transitions between locations have been improved. The Soren soundtrack is still in the attraction, but it has been enhanced. Patrick Warburton is still in the pre-show, despite reports that he would not return. The smell of oranges that accompanied the orange grove is gone, Yay. though there are new scents with this version. Aww. I don't like orange scent. Oh, it makes me sick. Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair is now playing daily in front of Cinderella Castle in the Magic Kingdom. The show is filled with characters including Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Tiana, Naveen, Rapunzel, Flynn, Anna and Elsa, Olaf, and more. Mickey is inviting his friends over for a festival, which leads to several dance numbers, new songs, and even a little pyrotechnics at the end. Disney's Hollywood Studios capped off the night with the debut of their new fireworks show, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular. The show features lasers, fireworks, and projections all in, on, and around the Chinese theater, all set to the music from the Star Wars series of films. The Orlando Sentinel mentions that many of the fireworks take place to the right of the theater, so a spot on Hollywood Boulevard left many viewers unable to see much of the aerial show. All right, so who here has a chance to see these things? I have. Well, I've seen at least one thing. What did you say? Soren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I think thought it was incredible. Um, we took the kids yesterday and we did it. Um, Corey had made a fast pass like a month ago. So um, I loved every scene. I mean, specifically the when the whale comes jumping out at you because I love mm-hmm. whales. Um, the Taj Mahal is my new favorite scent. It's some sort of like. Okay, Corey and I were talking about this last like night. That. Is it. Um, is it like jasmine? Or yes, kind and of it's a... just an incredible smell. So okay. I much prefer that to the orange scent. There's supposed scent. to be grass, roses, 
and the ocean, I think, is the three sides. How about, is the there a cool wind on too. you or anything when you're going over the icy stuff? I you can't know, remember. I don't, I don't remember that. But And then the elephants sort of like kick up yeah, dirt. Yeah, you can smell the dirt. Of, that's really cool. Yeah. It kicks dirt in your face? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It looks mm-hmm. like a, the only weird thing, I found myself gripping the, the, the seat. I held on more in this one. Yes. Because the things are so high. Yes, because they're so high. Well, and you I, feel like it anyway. And I was... <laughs> on the right-hand side of the row, and as you're coming up, you're there like, I'm going to go right through it. And your, your feet, I was in the second row, and you know how they always said the first row was good? The second row was awesome for going over the tops of things. Yeah. And then Monument Valley, we, we went right between the two. There yeah. was like a space when we went right through it. But the criticism is is that if you're on the edge, the buildings sort of like warp or skew, so they bend. So yeah, but that happened with the, the last, last one, one too, especially like it wasn't noticeable in a lot of like the wide open places yeah. because it is wide open. But like that first shot, whenever you're going over the Golden Gate Bridge of the regular one, I sat in the top right car uh, on the last day that it was open and I forgot how bad it was. It was it didn't look like a straight bridge. It was looked like a circular bridge almost. Do you think so. the whole thing on was because it was different? No, you think you got used to the old one? You- you're going up over mountains, the Eiffel Tower, and you know these things are tall in your your head and in real life. So the fact that you feel like you're up going over the top of the so Eiffel much higher Tower, than, yeah. it's much higher, at least for me, because cool. I really don't like heights I, very much. I know the old version, when it first started doing it, I held on, and then eventually I got used to it. And I probably will with this, but you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you feel much higher than you ever The entire time grabbing the bar yeah. over it's my so head great. like that's going to <laughs> I mean, do something. Yeah. If you want to, you should ride with my kids because the experience that they get from it is, is obviously much more than I get from it, even though I love it. It's more pure I mean, joy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ferris is counting. Every time like the clouds come in to, and to go to the new scene, he'd be, he'd say, one, two, three, go. <laughs> and Finley's like screaming. She's like, is that Paris? And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> is that Paris? <laughs> the first time I ever rode soaring out in Disneyland and I had no idea what it was I was seated next to somebody probably about Finley's age and I'm like okay well if they're in here it must be okay (laughs) because I had no idea and then you go up and I thought that was awesome this new version and then I like the ending like how they they did it and I think that's unique to every one of the parks the ending is a little bit different for our uh, soaring purists is this better than the last one? Is this a better experience? Better I show? I, I like them both. I, I think it's better because you're seeing places that you might never get to see in your actual life. Right. Whereas the scenes in the United States, you're more likely to maybe go and visit, you know, than However, the scenes that are all over the world. some stuff was CGI created. They did not go and film the Taj Mahal, from what oh. I hear. That was all done in post, so they did kind of cheat at points with it, too. And that, that takes... But that is that what it looks a, like. It's not like they created it, you know, out of thin air. Can you, it's not like it was Legos. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I'm sure it, it looks real, right? It's an actual photo of the Taj Mahal or whatever they use. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the integrity of it. Then you have to start, because they put out, uh, you know, they put out the video of it flying over the Great Wall of China. So you when know you that. When you go on the, the Grand Fiesta tour, those aren't real parrots. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do understand that. I just think for something that's supposed to show off the world. I, I know that they can't get rights to everything, and they wouldn't be able to get fly space everywhere. But you know, choose a different location. Then, well, it does if you show off the world. It's like the encyclopedia. 
You know, you're, <laughs> I, I never <laughs> said it's like the what? I'm, the, I'm in. How is it like the encyclopedia? Well, okay. you're, if you're at home and you're looking at the pictures in the encyclopedia of all the different places in the world, you're not really there. You're at Disney. You're not really there. You're seeing the pictures. I don't care if they actually flew over it and took the freaking picture. The picture's there. That's and I love the whole it. point of the attraction. Yes, but you can feel it. Get in your, get in your happy place yes, in your imagination. The Matterhorn isn't really the Matterhorn. I mean, there's some fantasy involved in pretty much everything. Yes, Disney there does. is, but whenever they're, I don't think they should try to blend the real with that in this situation for this ride. If they couldn't get permission like to Rabbit? film somewhere, what's that? Like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell it's CGI or does it look like? I, I haven't been on it yet, but everyone. Oh, 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 no, no, no. no. I haven't been on it. If, I've only watched on the videos. Prejudged. I, I've yeah. only wa- I have watched videos of it. Ours has a. You can't film our version because of copyright laws. However, Shanghai has different copyright laws, so you are everyone's going over there and filming it. Uh, so I have watched it on that. And you, know, and you said you knew ahead of time. Do you know which scenes are CGI and which ones aren't? Oh, I know yeah. the biggest offender is the Taj Mahal one. But can you tell? That's my from everything I'm hearing from anyone who has watched a movie. They can tell that. It if, is. Okay, if you can tell, oh, that's God. a problem. Gee, if you couldn't, Julie, tell, you were there. Did I, you know that ahead of time? There's no way that I would have known. Oh, that's definitely not. They did not fly over. They pasted it's that just sucker on. And it smells incredible. And you feel like you're really flying over it. That's uh, what really matters. Julie to has me. imagination and can merge the real and the. I think the okay. integrity that you're not actually flying, but you're attached to a contraption really right? screws it up, too. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I thought, you know, it, it inspired Wonderful. me, because Katie and I had that discussion when we were on the ride about what was CGI and what wasn't. Really? But, it, but it, oh. yes, because we knew what they did with CGI. How long CGI. is this ride that you have to have time to have this conversation? Well, well because, you know, yeah, it was long enough. But so you're like pointing stuff out, fake, fake, oh, they didn't no, really take that No, 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 we weren't doing that. We were just wondering, like, how when we <laughs> found people. out, how when we found out what they did with the CGI in the first one. Was so, there fake in the first one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it's the golf ball at you. You think that's real? I felt it. That was me the flicking you in the eye when I came what at you. What makes the difference? If the first one had... Oh, I didn't say I didn't have problems with that either. I just don't know why they have to do that. Because it we feels don't want to just like, fly over... The right, it feels crap. to me like if you can't get the Taj Mahal, there's other things you could fly over. That's right. around the world that perhaps would be you know you didn't have to create equally the spectacular yeah but yeah. who knows what the whole copyright thing is you know maybe they had to get special permission to see I'm guessing there's cost involved also yeah I'm so yeah. sure right? there's a lot of cost involved we learned on the last one that um, they had to pay rights to fly over every location mm-hmm. and Disneyland was the most expensive right. so that was it was their own people it's their own people we saw so, the Star Wars fireworks from our car <laughs> we probably had a better view than the we, people that were there. <laughs> we heard them from Disney Springs. So, who went to see the Star Wars fireworks? Anybody? Get a chance to see them yet? No, not yet. I've only seen them from afar, not in park. Yeah. Were they real? The, yes, they were real. The okay. fireworks themselves are really impressive. I've never seen fireworks like them. They like change color like halfway through. It's amazing. They they like shimmer in the sky almost. Well, in England, you, they only have white fireworks. I'm sure the ones over Magic Kingdom do that too. Not. Have you seen these new ones? Like they don't do it like this. These ones you have saw like them? four di- from afar. Yeah, I saw. Oh, them. Outside the park. Too. It just oh. looks like regular fireworks. Maybe you were just... Well, see, maybe, maybe this is why you couldn't tell it was CGI. Maybe it's... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of projections oh. that they put up in the sky for this yeah, new one that the, I would like to um, go the see. Lights. You couldn't see the projection itself, but we could see that there were, like, you know... Something like happening. Big spotlights is what it looks like. What about Mickey's Royal Friendship Fairy? <laughs> Craig? 
Craig, you had to see I'll, that. I'm, I'll let Kathy talk about it first since she likes it. <laughs> oh, well. I was standing not that far from Craig, and I really enjoyed the show. And I don't know if it was because of... You have a pure uh, heart. Physically not that far? Emotionally? <laughs> yes, exactly. But I thought it was, you know, first it was very appropriate for what had gone on in Orlando that Mickey was inviting his friends. And it was a different kind of a show, but again, the thing that I had in my head was, you know how there's always supposed to be conflict, that's supposed to be what makes the show. And this was just one happy little show with characters you don't usually normally see performing up on the stage. Tiana was there, she did a little jazz number, and... um, Louis, is it the yeah. alligator, crocodile, whatever he was. Um, they took that out of the, the show. But I just thought from start to finish, it was a, a great show. It, it had a lot of energy to it. I think it'll last for a long time. Did but, it make you cry? Yes, but most okay. of the shows make me cry. <laughs> well, I, I, I judge it on that sometimes. Well, Katie and I, as soon as it's, you know, they, they got partway into the, the first part of it, and Katie and I both, we always do a goosebump check. And if we have yeah. goosebumps, they've... They've hit that mark, but I don't think Craig was getting goosebumps. Now for a counterpoint. No, um, it was very, it was very upbeat and positive. I didn't have that problem of not. They didn't need to have villains in it. They didn't need that conflict. Uh, that wasn't the issue. Um, and I, I didn't mind that they they built it specifically to be able to feature Frozen in another way. You can tell that is the climax of the show everything else looks thrown together like when they're in the princess and the frog section they have a tap dancer who throws down a a, not a piece of cardboard but like a piece of wood so that way you can hear him tap dancing while he's doing it so it's like oh that's kind of cool then you get to tangled it's nothing and then you get to frozen and then all of a sudden they're blowing snow they're using lighting effects that you can barely see in the middle of the day they're shooting off all this like smoke effects too. It seems like this could have been a better show if it would have been, you know, a, a nighttime show. Have a lot of really cool lighting effects, but in the middle of the day, this is my problem with the the castle show. Period. It's just so cheap. When you go and look at Disneyland and you see like uh, Mickey and the Magical Map, and you see how well they can put a show together whenever they they use many elements all coming together. That that's beautiful. But then something like this. Yeah, it is. You suspend your animation. It's a way to disperse crowds. It's a way for kids to be able to see these characters. And for that, it's good. But it just, it looks so bland the entire time. It's no, just. I, I, I disagree, but, you know, not, that show's not going to be for everybody, but I enjoyed it. Did you watch the grand opening of Shanghai? I did. Did you think that was bland? Which grand the the one that they filmed at night or the one in the sorry no I watched um, in the morning whenever it was nighttime for us but it was in the morning whenever they had the live stream this was the, the one they filmed opening. and showed on the Disney Channel yeah, yeah I still I have it on my Castle was gorgeous yeah Castle's gorgeous and that was was that where, music a little annoying very annoying <laughs> I, and the, like, I the, and the twelve year old girl who was at a pep rally and oh my gosh they're wearing yellow I thought okay calm down. I just want to let people know that we have a video of the entire Mickey's Royal Friendship Ferry on the site. <laughs> Craig took the video. It's Ferry. It's Ferry. <laughs> Friendship Ferry. Um, really great video. I mean, he was dead center. And even if you don't like the show, it's an incredible shot of the castle and that beautiful Florida blue sky. 
the clouds in the back. So it's really, really That's all CGI. It's cool. all CGI. <laughs> yeah, kids need an imagination. And he's right, he's right in the spot where I, I have an imagination. Well, maybe you're, I, don't, I don't get it. It's your hardened heart. I don't know. It's just really <laughs> pissing me off. I don't know what to do about it. It goes further than this. I'm not going to get okay. into it. It's okay. a long-winded okay. discussion. About this particular thing? Or no, just in the, the use, because obviously Universal gets a lot of criticism for their use of screens. and Oh, there's a big thing about the new Secret Life of Pets and everybody, the new ride that yeah. they're talking about Secret Life of Pets. And they're saying, finally... Universal's not going to use screens. They're going to use animatronics for a ride. And I think, well, it's about movies. Yeah. You know, the park's <laughs> right. about movies. What do you want them to do? So, I, I mean, there's Train there's a the bigger debate and bring them in. that goes along with that. Like, I'm, I'm on the fence, or not the fence, I'm in the field that I don't like the new animatronics that Disney creates. Like, they are used. I haven't seen the new Frozen ride. It just opened up this morning. Rhino's there. Stuck in the breakdown. He's been oh waiting gosh. for like five hours now. I'm watching the tweets come um, out. It's incredible. But, but he's getting ice cream. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's guys got to eat. What's the update uh, on that? I'm not sure. I haven't paid attention since uh, we've started the show. But I, I don't like the animatronics that they used for uh, Mind Train, where the characters are so much more fluid now because they don't have to worry about their face because they're using the projection images on their face. Like Something about it just it feels a little dead to me. I prefer, I would rather have like a carousel of progress type character that doesn't have the movement and flexibility, but is just looks a little bit more realistic. So, um, I forget where the heck I was going with all of this. I've lost my way. And I have a question. Yeah. The carousel of progress is depicting real people. Yes. The mind train, they started out as cartoons. I mean, they're not real people to begin with. Yeah. So They're not? <laughs> well, the they started out being animated, so I guess I don't understand the, why being animated is bad. But I, let me put it this way. I, I think you have a right to your opinion. No, that's, that's just, it's a visual thing. I like... Thank you for justifying him. I, it, to me, whenever I look at it, I see it as there's a character and then there's a video playing on top of their face. I don't see it as a, I don't, I just, that's not what I see whenever I look at something other people see differently. I appreciate the fact that Disney Imagineering is trying new things. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that they, with like with Mind Train, they're sort of marrying animatronics and projection and sound and all of those things together. I really do. Um, watching the video of the fair, I really appreciate the fact that they've used those characters with the moving eyes and lips in what I think is an appropriate way, not in a creepy way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that Imagineering is moving forward with new technologies, which is great. But, you know, how they implement them is another story. If it doesn't look like it's real to you, that sort of breaks the magic. I'm sorry, no? Craig. Why sorry? For attacking him. <laughs> Was that an Thank attack? We're attacking you. Oh, you didn't attack me. I just I, I can later if you really want me to go <laughs> off on you. I will. You know, I spend multiple days a week going and covering this stuff. So I, I, I form opinions just the way That's the good. rest of you do. I get irritated over little things I didn't before. Whenever I only came once every yeah. year, it's it certainly just changes like, the way you look at things. Mm-hmm. It absolutely changes the way you look at things. I think there's a little bit more. Should nitpicking we, that goes on. Don't tell him Metal Miota is a projection tool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think there's a little bit more nitpicking that goes on. We do we see it with um, our vacations. You know, when we go on vacation and stuff, some things are more important than others, and most people wouldn't see that. Katie always gets mad at me when we go to the parks because I'll see things that she doesn't see, and she goes, "Can't you just relax?" I'm like, "It's my job. It's I'm supposed to notice." So I can tell other people about it. And it's, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but we can have a discussion about it. Doing this does give you an eye for detail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, what, and what's really glaring is when the details are missing. All right. Let's move on to rapid fire. Uh, we're going to start with Kathy. <coughs> ooh, ooh. I know, I threw a curve at you. Okay. We ended that conversation kind of quick. Sorry. Okay, my rapid fire is they are closing the food court at Port Orleans French Quarter starting July 11th. They don't have an ending date. Um, you, they're, they're going to have an alternative dining experience adjacent to the lobby and Scat Cat's Lounge. They'll be serving guest favorites such as jambalaya, gumbo, po'boys, um, other hot and cold items, and our famous beignets. And they'll have a selection of grab-and-go meals um, available for purchase. You can dine at boat rides, or they will have a bus that runs um, from 7 a.m. to midnight to Port Orleans Riverside if you want to get your breakfast over there. And they will have in-room pizza. They take down those scary clown heads. The jester heads. Yeah, those are creepy. But it really does bite for people who've already planned their vacation there. Absolutely. I mean, that food court... It's very nice. Julie, yeah. there's a bus. No, I mean, but, <laughs> right. I mean, but seriously, I'd be, but I'd be mad if I yep. had to go back and forth between resorts. The all whole the people time. know. All the people know. If you've booked this resort for the 10th anniversary for the Mega Meet, this was one of the resorts we had on our group uh, booking discount. Um, give the the number for groups a call, and they will move you to another resort. So if this really bothers you, they will make sure you get to another resort. But if not, you okay. can stay there and ride the bus for breakfast. <laughs> Ooh. Kevin? Uh, Disney has seen fit to change the dining plan for 2017. In 2017, the quick service dining plan is going to be two quick service meals, entree and non-alcoholic drink, two snacks, and one resort refillable mug. See, this is where they took away my dessert. They did Very take upset. away the dessert, but they have added a snack. Not the same thing. Okay. The 2017 Disney dining plan includes one quick service meal, entree and non-alcoholic beverage, one table service meal, entree, dessert, and non-alcoholic drink, or full buffet meal, two snacks and one refillable mug. The 2016 plan only included one snack. You get an extra snack. And the 2017 Deluxe Disney dining plan includes three meals, any combination of quick service or table service, uh, appetizer, entree, dessert, non-alcoholic beverage, uh, two snacks, and one resort refillable mug. Packages were released today, and I guess I'm surprised. I bet you're not going to be surprised to find out that Disney's computer system didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, to our agents out there, we are there with you in spirit. So that's it. I think they took away the dessert for quick service because I don't think a lot of quick service locations have dessert. I just think it was... It's usually all the same. It's like chocolate cake that's served in that round. Yeah, the apple tart. It's the same stuff. It gets boring and old. At least this way, you've got more of a choice then if you want to trade it in for a snack instead of just the two. Yeah, you get to pace it out throughout the day too. You don't have to eat it all at once. I like it. I also want to point out too, we've also found that the, the, the character dining that we thought was all going to two 
uh, credits is actually only going to be one credit. So that was something we had thought was going to happen in the future. It did not happen. So that's good news. Cinderella's Royal Table is the only one that's still Correct. two credits. Mm-hmm. Correct. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. My turn. Let's head over to Epcot, shall we? Mexico, the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros will now open at 9 a.m. The World Showcase has historically not opened until 11 a.m. In addition to the ride opening earlier, La Cantina de San Angelo, Angel, Angel, whatever, Angel, whatever, whatever, whatever crap it is. Angelo. Angelo. That's twice you've said it. Thank you very much. Open for breakfast from 9 and 11. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Double L's in Spanish sound like a Y. I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) You live in Florida. You should at least know that. I should. I should. (laughs) I want to. It's on my list. So the ride's going to open at 9 a.m. Yep. Awesome. So I guess the rest world showcase is still closed at 11 and you got to work your way back there. I wonder if we're going to see. I wonder if this is a trend towards something. I, wonder if I think it see. should open at nine. It's very frustrating. It is, and especially in the heat, you want to get in and get a good start. You know, mm-hmm. if you're standing there waiting at eleven, it's already heating up. You could be two hours into it. Right? Although yesterday was really nice. It well, was only eighty-four was nice. degrees. Yeah, it was nice. It was hotter in Arizona and California than it was. Okay, I'm done. I wasn't sweating to death, so I know it wasn't oh, hundred degrees. Whenever I met Anna and Elsa, my back sweat was out of control. <laughs> That's just because you were nervous. Say, no, that's because he was, mostly was turned on. <laughs> Didn't know how to handle myself. Yeah, it was hands, my first time meeting them. His sweaty, his back was oh. sweaty. And they're so realistic. Okay, good. Just let it go, Craig. <laughs> um, Thank you, Teresa. I Julie. I say about that because they are. They are? Um, yeah. Well, um, at least the ones we saw yesterday, they were a perfect Anna and Elsa. So, anyway, changes in character locations at the Magic Kingdom. So, uh, Anna and Elsa have moved to Epcot, back to Epcot, I should say. They're going to be at the Norway Pavilion this week, as in yesterday and today they they started. Um, And now Cinderella and Rapunzel will each have their own meet and greet line, and Princesses Tiana and Aurora will join them. A couple of changes are taking place in the town square. Daisy Duck will not be greeting in the town square any longer, which I think is very sad. That is sad. Snow White will be there. Like and so. Daisy can still be found in Pete's Silly Sideshow in Fantasyland. Except she's all dressed up like a, a fortune teller or whatever. She's not Daisy Duck. Right? You know, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be nitpicky about it, but I like Daisy Duck and her, her bow her, and her, yes. her normal little outfit. So Her day outfit. <laughs> no desserts. Um, well, Corey and I went yesterday and they were doing a soft opening for the Anna and Elsa meet and greet. Um, so we went and we waited about, I don't know, maybe 20 to 25 minutes, which I didn't think was that bad. Um, so we got to go through the, the summer hoose. Is that how you say it? Hoose. Mm. <laughs> That's how I say it. The summer hoose. So hoose. It's, it's well done. It's all very Norwegian, as you would expect, like in the movie or whatever. So um, I thought that was fabulous. You know, you, you get to go in on your own and meet Elsa first and then move over to Anna. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's not together. I know when we met them on the cruise ship, they were together. It right. was the sisters. So I liked having the individual Princess. Did you feel rushed? Meet and greet. No, not at all. I don't like when they um, rush you through. Elsa was very, you know, princessy and talked to Ferris and Finley for, I don't know, maybe like five minutes and they took their photos. Um, she ever gloves on? Yeah. No, she wasn't wearing gloves. Um, Did she mention Craig's back sweat? She's anymore, remember? No. Oh. That's <laughs> But she held Ferris's hand and took him over to Anna, and he didn't want to let go. Aww. And he kept looking at us like, uh, "You can go now. Right. I think I'm, I'm going to be I fine here." <laughs> 
And then they met with her, and Anna's more silly. Like, she was tickling them with her braids right. and, um, you know, uh, little asking if Elsa had told them where the chocolate was because they have to hide it in the summertime and all this stuff. But they were adorable, and we got some really tickle? great photos. Uh, no, I think I accidentally hit Anna in the boob with my phone. Um, <laughs> that was an accident. That's awkward. So, yeah, it, it was very awkward. Uh, but, no, they did... They, I was filming it as I was meeting them, and they, uh, they both of the times they were with me for about like forty-five seconds, going back and forth talking before they actually took the picture, and it was very, uh, it, it was just a very relaxing experience. Yeah. They were both great, very friendly. They were actually kind of talking back and forth to each other too at the yep. same time. So was it just you, or was someone with you? It, 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 unfortunately, it was just me by myself. <laughs> <laughs> But I will like when they were with Elsa, um, Anna was like kind of leaning over the side, like watching. Exactly, like, yeah. You know, sort of observing what was oh, happening. So, so she didn't have someone. Uh, she'd already moved her little person on. Yeah, that she was, was with. So the they were both the together. Four of us in there. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And cool. so we're meeting Elsa, and there was another two ladies meeting Anna. But as soon as we were moving towards them, they were moving on. They were. They did it really well as far as like keeping the people separated. Yeah. Was it like a huge group of people in the room right. watching? But yet you still feel like, because I know we did um, Cinderella and I forget who else was with her in Magic Kingdom, but they do a good job of coming over and getting the children yes. by the hand. And, and so even though there was a long line outside, when you got up to see the princess or whatever, they mm-hmm. took their time. And I think that's nice. So if they do that well, We enjoy the meet and greets. You know, they got to meet Baymax yesterday, who was over at the Epcot character spot um, in the same size as Joy and Sadness, which, whew. That line was just too long. For Joy and Sadness? Oh, my gosh. We just couldn't do that. So Sadness is a rock star. How is the inside themed for this new area? Is it just pictures painted on the wall, or is it... Oh, no. God, no. It's uh, as the Royal Summer Hoose. It's their... It's their summer palace. It's basically uh, like a kitchen. There's a kitchen table oh, with okay. flowers. There's That's a fireplace. Cool. There's all sorts of things so on the wall. So it's themed like they live the there. Oh, it's the heavily oh, yeah. themed. It, it embarrasses other attractions that have nothing at all. Right. Like There was so much work put in so to making to this at. feel like an actual house. That's good to hear. That yeah. is good to hear. I was shocked. I, I knew that they were going to do a little bit with it. but There were actually two fireplaces. Am I wrong? The one in the beginning and then yeah, there was the, the back. One yeah. Where the little couch was. It's kind of That's inside corner. Back was yeah. Right? <laughs> they have violins like up on the ceiling. It's really neat. I understand neat. that their childhood dolls are in there also. Yeah, they're kind of hidden. Uh, there's a staircase portion mm-hmm. that they have sectioned off, and they're just kind of hiding yeah, away the in the corner. It was a, just a lot of cute little touches throughout. They put a maelstrom uh, tapestry hanging up in there. It has the, the trolls on it, so that way they remember sort those of a, who have been lost a sort of hidden mickey for the previous ride yeah no Excellent. it was very well done Excellent. thank you julie oliver hello okay so my uh rapid fire is about the bippity boppity boutique say it again <laughs> the bippity boppity boutique there you go. um yes the bippity boppity money was worth out of those consonants doesn't he <laughs> the, oh i've lost it there it is. The Bibsy Bobsy Boutique at Disney Springs has now opened at a new location. Uh, instead of being inside the World of Disney shop, um, it's located to the back of Once Upon a Toy now. Um, and it now has its own separate entrance. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bigger salon. And they needed that. It's, yeah. It, yeah. They did. And it includes a room for photos that you can go and have oh, so don't after have to parade you over to all the way through the guest services. Yeah. That's a, Where are the yes. pictures of you getting boutiqued? Me getting booty. I mean, it, 
I've had the um, I've had the the sparkle spot on my hair before as I walk by, but I'm not oh, willing to pay the full experience. Do you know how much when that they costs? take you in the dressing room and show you your gown? Oh my god! I have a feeling that if you did it, Pete would pay for it. I, I'm um, sure that if we filmed it, pull your hair up into a bun. I don't There's, think they do adults anymore. No, you they do. I, they would do Oliver. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> Is he an adult? I've okay, got go a beard. Well, you're, you're young. He's got a beard. It's a beard. A beard. 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 There you go. Sorry. Oh, is that what that translates? Okay. Yeah, I had one of them oh, no. at my prom. We too, have Oliver. seen thirteen-year-olds that can grow a beard. Right. <laughs> We've been to middle school in Orange County. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, I believe if we can get videotape of Oliver being boutiqued. Yeah, okay. your hair stays I, up for days. I will, I will, I will do this. If, as long as other people come with me, and I, it's not like a Craig situation where I have to go in by myself. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll I'll go. Go. Okay. Teresa, if you come with me, we'll will. do this. We okay. need someone to hold the. Ca- I need someone to hold my purse whilst okay. I'm having awesome. the glitter put on my hair. Yay. There you go. Thank you, Oliver. <laughs> Craig. Okay, so uh, <laughs> along with all the other new stuff, there's now a uh, a new act happening over at Canada on the stage. I can't pronounce the name of it. Uh, I believe they're from Montreal. They are essentially a circus troupe. Something about Les Parfaits. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very bizarre. Uh, they Weird combined, Canadian circus act. They combined, <laughs> that sums it up, for sure. Yeah. Circustry, oh, is that a word? I just made heads? it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's how they come out. Yeah, they come out with bags on their heads, and then they all go to bow, and the bags fall off, and then they start the act. Uh, there was a lot of people standing and watching this. Um, Who wouldn't? It was it's like a car accident. It was it's like no. You can't look it was away. okay. It was weird. And while I don't, that's think just it'll you be, and Oliver in that picture, right? No, they they look like Canadian members of the Ku Klux Klan to me. Look at that. Oh, that was awful. Wow. <laughs> okay. I was. All right, I'm leaving. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> it was actually slightly entertained by it so they they rotate the tricks that they do apparently but um the ones they did yesterday was they had like this giant six foot ring and the guy basically got inside of it and he was like rolling around it was very like Cirque du Soleil on a tiny budget um where in very little space to do it but buskers like the is that that's only in Oh, the Busker Festival with like street yeah. performers, mm. but that's not Are they performing in dirt. Are you the, showing off because you have a Canadian friend? I have Canadian, <laughs> no, friends, but none of them look like that. The Buskers were better than I gotta tell you. I watched the video, and I'm, I'm sure things are different in person than in the video. This no, was, the this, video portrays it. Was that? This is everything I hate. Paul oh, rolled up into one tiny little package. What's the little blue things in their hands? But there's an undisclosed there's, The one guy has maracas, Same. the other guy has a tambourine, then there's one guy out of the photo who has a kazoo that he plays mm-hmm. that. Um, no, it's it's all very bizarre. I it's But what, the budget blew me in group. People genuinely <laughs> loved it, though, and I know everyone really? still loved Yeah, they all loved it around me. You and, didn't love it, Kathy? Not from the video. I'd rather have the chainsaw. Oh, you've not back. seen it in person, yeah. though. This is. Oh, that's going to make. Chainsaws? You know, the chainsaws that they had. In, yeah, the lumberjacks before. You know, I'd rather have that. Was, back. Everyone was pissed off when Off Kilter left. But mm-hmm. again, sad. they prove over and over again as they introduce new acts, lumberjacks excluded. But for something like this that's only been running for a couple of days, there was more people there watching it than an average day of anyone stopping to watch Off Kilter. They just want It's like. It's Andy really? Kaufman. They want yes. to see what's going to wow. happen, right? 
I I never well, understood kind the whole bagpipes in Canada thing. Being in France, you know, <laughs> when they stack the chairs. Yeah. Excuse me, uh, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so it's sort of a more of an entertainment thing, like uh, not just singing and dancing. You know. Yeah. Like I. A, yeah, but why were there people wearing kilts in Canada? I never got it. What do you off mean? With off-kilter? Because that was just the... I understand. <laughs> okay, sure. People in Canada don't wear kilts. No, That's but the they have a strong band, Scottish and or Irish Hello. heritage in yeah. Canada. Right, but I, what did they have to do with... Why were they not in Great Britain? Because that was not because where they were from. Great Britain's not Scotland, and that's where they were killed. They couldn't play Brian Adams cover songs if they were in England. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> we have another hour of the show to do. What do you mean you're ready to go yeah, home? Take much more. Julie just yelled at me. Okay. She yelled at everybody. Oh, really? Oh, I'm like I'm the only one. <laughs> I, I do think it's worth just stopping to watch a minute or oh, I'll, two. I'll it was. Oh, we watched a minute or two. Yeah. It was too long. <laughs> Well, I mean, you also have little kids. I don't think little kids are going to stop. And they took the seats away, right? Yeah. There's still two benches for uh, people who need them. They they project faces on their faces with the projection things like the other stuff. Teresa, I go to the parks to look at this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Their bags are CGI. (laughs) All right. Craig, you know I do. I'll throw down with you. Thank you, Craig. We can continue this fight outside in the parking lot. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, anybody have anything else they want to add? Something that they're dying to talk about this week? Well. All right. What? No, we don't want to talk about that. I've got to you now. Go and say it. <laughs> oh, I won't say it now. Okay. I'll wait till later. What concert are you going to? Hmm? Maybe I heard something. No, okay. I said I cut to you, not concert. Okay. Oh. That's- All right. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for participating in the conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you have a great week, and thanks for watching The Diz Unplugged. Love you. Mean it. Oof.